Hey. Internet. I suppose that's the best way to do this. I'm from a different generation, so even if I uh, was a very early initiate to the internet, it's not my default. It's um, it doesn't come as part of. my second nature i suppose it's almost taken for granted by a certain generation you just pick up a device and speak into it then let the internet take it where it goes there is very little regard given to the consequences of the things that we say when we push them out there there's even less regard given to the audience that we are speaking to which is probably something that we have learned from consuming a lot of material from places like hollywood and the cultural cesspool that is america and the imperialist propagandization that is european anything and to some extent asia and uh, the so-called arab world which are obsessed with maintaining whatever narratives it is that they want to maintain about their cultures. The world is schizophrenic about Africa, and uh, it's understandable. All of them know the debt they owe to the African man and woman, for all intents and purposes. And uh, they all know what they have done to us, so they treat us in a manner that, you know, you would treat your parents if you are an ingrate, right? You don't want to respect them, but you know you have to. But you don't see the reason why, because to you they look like they are old and frail and maybe even a bit silly. Because you think now that you can do certain things, you're much better than them. But there's something amazing about African culture. And it's this... difference we have towards the elder it is very informative of the age in which we are living because africa as a society we are the elders of humanity and in our matured years much of what is perceived as weakness is is really the experience of having seen everything that life has got to throw at us There is no society, there is no culture that has been through what the African has been through. We've been to the highest heights, the loftiest achievements that man can have. We have danced with the people from other stars and we have been to the lowest depths, the deepest, deepest depths that the human spirit can endure. Right? With our more recent experience at the hands of our children, those to whom we have given everything, even knowledge of self, even the ability to act like human beings, the genes that qualify them for humanity, 
Yes, I speak this with great boast. So this is the thing. As an African, I am deeply aware of the challenges that face us as society. I am deeply aware of the causes of these challenges. And I am also conscious of the effects that it has had on us. That's one of the reasons why I'm very, very reluctant to come out and start speaking because we have grown up in, we have become a society. The whole of humanity has just become a society of people who have opinions and who want to express themselves and everybody wants to talk, right? And the internet and our handheld devices has made that possible. So people speak and speak and speak and speak and they just don't care. Nobody stops to think and reflect and most importantly, listen, right? So these days you hear words like gender and fanboy and social construct. And the impression that is given is that the, the, the a social construct is necessarily wrong. And, and, and it, it's shocking to me because how dumb do you have to be to think that because something is a social construct, it is inherently wrong, right? If the suggestion is that because society constructed it, then society can deconstruct it. Before we begin to rush to do this deconstruction, why was it constructed in the first place? Right? You say things like gender roles don't have any relevance in the 21st century because um, what the expectations of one for the other, blah, 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 blah. And then you hear statements like very soon men shall be able to have children or we shall be able to go and pick children out of laboratories. Therefore, it doesn't really matter whether it's a man or a woman. Anybody can do anything they want. We, we are getting into this age of humanity where sex and gender are meaningless. I am. It's funny to me. When I hear things like this, it's, it's both disappointing and disheartening because these are the discussions that were being held in the 90s. At what point does the machine conquer man? And everybody was afraid of the machine enslaving man, especially when the possibilities of artificial intelligence began to become real. But I was never one of the people who was as concerned about the robots taking over humanity as I was about humanity losing itself in machines. Right? We become so pleased with our accomplishments. We become so pleased with our accomplishments that... We are consumed by them, right? So here we are, forgetting that while gender may indeed be a social construct, 
sex isn't sex is real it's a biological reality right and being sexual is the reason why you are as advanced a creature as you are right the fact that your genes can mix with another human being from a different location or a different uh, experience call it gene pool right the knowledge we have about how our genes reconstruct themselves every time we are living through life you know the experiences that we go through and how they become a part of the genetic information that we pass on to our children right the whole process of the formation of a zygote right we are not the creatures we shouldn't be the ones as a generation that disregard sex sexuality and the roles that the individuals play in the process of the formation of a child of another human being right you have all these girls who have been born in broken homes advocating for the destruction of the family that is backwards thinking if your father was a monster that's unfortunate nature dealt you that fate let's call it dealt you that unfortunate blow maybe even society was irresponsible in letting such human beings have children but what happened happened took about social constructs right they didn't fulfill their responsibility to themselves and to their children that should not make you so angry that you want to break society the same applies to the boys right you hear people say things like hyper masculinity is there a converse is there a polarity to hyper masculinity like maybe hyper femininity would not want to consider the possibility that there is an extreme to which femininity can go that becomes toxic right when you hear women brag about killing children i think femininity has become toxic right you don't have to have children but you don't have to denigrate the act of childbirth right if we had it our way i'm sure knowing toxic masculinity as it is we would find alternative ways to having children than having to have sex with women trust me and believe you me there are people in labs trying to fix that problem and you know what happens when that problem is fixed women become irrelevant we have robots to have sex with some are even advocating for having sex with animals with fellow men right and the women are chanting yes this is how it should be everybody should be a potential woman and when someone discovers how to make ovaries and that's the day the women become irrelevant that is the pinnacle of toxic masculinity being pushed by the feminist agenda ironically right think your things through to their logical conclusions the best world 
the best arrangement is the arrangement that starts with respecting the rules that nature has put down for us, right? There are laws that work well for human beings. And the best situation is when you have a man or a male, actually not a male, a man and a woman coming together in union and taking responsibility for their individual choices and their collective choices. There is no shame in that. There is absolutely no shame in that. That is beautiful. And the fact of the matter is, at some point, as they are ensconced in their mutual consumption of each other's generosity, something will happen to the body of the woman. And it will make her more in need of care and attention as a consequence. If there is no need, we know that the feminine or the female, let me not even use the words female, the woman's, the organism as such, requires as stress-free as stress-free an environment as it can have to function properly. Not for its sake, but for the sake of what it's going to do, the function that it performs. That is not a social construct. That is a biological necessity. It is the nature of the physiology of the woman. You see, it's these silly arguments that caused problems for poor strategists in history. You cannot have women on the front line and then complain that your society has destroyed itself. See, and this is the reason why society constructs social constructs. Because the purpose of the individual is to survive long enough to bring forth an offspring which can then survive on its own. The nature of the human being is such that it takes time, what we call years, for the individual to become viable. In that period, the individual has to acquire skills both from its mother and its father and various members of the family, of the society around it because it thrives best in the context of a society. It is possible for an individual to be by themselves, but why? Would you choose to live on your own when you can live among others and not have to reinvent the wheel or learn how to start fires? Why? Not that you shouldn't, but why would you? You could if you chose to. Right? But to come and say, oh, society is oppressive because it's forcing me to take on certain duties towards it is arrogant and narcissistic. It's the entitlement of growing up in a society where so much, so much struggle has been removed and 
everything can be taken for granted. You go to the grocery store to pick up your food and you forget that for every bean that you are eating, someone had to labor under the scorching sun to make it function because it still works that way. It still works that way. That is how nature still operates. You still have to go out into the garden and grow the beans. You may enhance the process. You may quicken the process, but it still has to go through the process. You see, the biggest challenge that the Generation Z are going to have to encounter is returning back to the soil to reclaim their sanity. This sanitization of society has led you to believe that you are invisible. And that is why memes like memes actually, just generally memes become so popular. People are getting their education through memes. You see? So the young man who has made the young woman pregnant has a duty to the pregnant young lady, young, young, well, old young woman, doesn't really matter. She's pregnant. Whoever is responsible for getting her pregnant has a duty towards her, whether or not she's capable of taking care of herself. Oh, I've got all the money in the world. I don't need a man in my life. I can take care of myself and my babies and bloody, bloody, blah. It's true. But why would you choose to do it that way? Knowing very well that the psychology of this child is going to be affected by growing up in an environment which is skewed. We all know a healthy environment is one in which there is balance, which means they get to interact with the people that made them come into existence. Some people will argue, oh, that's an ideal, an unrealistic one. Why is it unrealistic? You see, and this is the reason why I started this podcast, if you will, with the disclaimer that I did. The context in which we are living right now is the context of a fragmented, devastated society. As Africans, we are highly, 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 extremely victimized by the environment in which we are living. We are living in the environment of toxic European Eurasianicity, if I could, it could, if I could call it that. The environment is so toxic from outside that it has made the internal environment in Africa impossible to live in. Talk about crabs in a barrel, or in the African analogy, you know, grasshoppers in a gourd. It's not their natural environment. This thing we are living in is not the natural environment for human beings to be living in. Many of the things that we consider African culture today are simply the result of trying to survive 600 years of war. 
everybody talks about the slaves that were taken. The fact that they were not slaves when they were taken, not being considered. But everybody likes to talk about how all oh, the slaves were taken from Africa. Where were they taken from? Do you think that they picked them, they came to Africa, walked around and identified, oh yes, you, please, come over here. Yes, we will be taking you, and yes, we'll be taking you, and you as well, and you as well, and you. Do you think that's what happened? Then some idiots stumble across a communication, <clears throat> a negotiation between a king, a chief actually, bargaining with the Portuguese and requesting them to reconsider the slaves that they are taking and suggesting, you know, instead of taking our people, why don't we capture for you people from another tribe and you take those? And so you see, this is proof that the Africans participated in the selling of their brothers and sisters. Do you know how many cities were destroyed? How many villages were uprooted? To this day, we see slavery happening in Libya. And we can't connect the dots. Black people in America and wherever, Europe, even on the continent, are on TikTok, busy laughing, showing off how much wealth they have. Their brothers are in Libya being sold on the dock for as little as $40. Right? The wars in northern, northern, basically the entire Sahel region, so-called, across the desert. Our brothers in the north here in Sudan. Sudan is part of the East African Federation. I have never seen anybody coming up in arms and saying no. As a policy, we, the people of the East African Federation, refuse the continued incursion into our territory and the capture of our brothers and sisters to be sold into captive, into slave enslavement. See, what I see is governments approving the mass what um, extraction of young men and women sending them into Saudi Arabia, watching videos of them being flogged, raped, killed by the hundreds on a regular basis. And the only thing that they can do is to sit in parliament and make a threat to Saudi Arabia. So, oh, these are very delicate matters. We have to handle them carefully. During the coronavirus outbreak, the lockdowns in China, our brothers and sisters living in those parts of the world were denied access to their homes, which they have paid for. They were pushed out of the houses they have paid, paid rent on already, denied access to markets, to food. And the only thing the African governments could do is say, well, you see, we can't help them they pose a potential risk and wherever they are, they are in better hands than if they came back home. This is the reality that we are living with. It is not normal. So when you come out and say things like, nah, maybe Africans should be a bit more tolerant about homosexuals and about uh, this toxic masculinity, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. The society is so vulnerable. 
to take anything for granted. It is not that Africans have a problem with effeminate boys. It is that Africa has a problem with a deliberate agenda of overemphasizing the femininity of the African male. Which, stand, which runs, which causes us to run the risk of being denigrated even further. Because even the little that they have seen about us, everything, we are amazing athletes. It is used against us. We are brilliant scholars. It is used against us. We have extremely unbelievable antiquity. We have achieved unthinkable things. It is used against us. Think what would happen if we begin to take on certain roles that they have structured. The femininity and masculinity notions, as you call them, these feminist women, it was never an African problem. From the times of Herodotus, we never had a problem with these white women who are complaining about the need to be part of the workforce. The ownership of property in Africa is, is, is unquestionable. We have documents of mothers inheriting property. Women, daughters inheriting their father's properties, inheriting their mother's properties. It's not a thing. Women going to court and suing their husbands, suing their sons, suing their father, the, the king, for heaven's sake. That is not our struggle. That is the white woman's struggle. But somehow people have been bamboozled into believing, oh my God, feminism is in what? Fem femi women are in danger of being consumed by toxic masculinity. No. We have struggled a lot to survive as Africans. And it has forced us to take on a war stance. And part of the war stance is introducing what one would call draconian measures of self-preservation. Our girls don't walk out by themselves anymore. It's dangerous. You don't know what will happen when you get out there. You're being forced to interact with cultures that you don't know. Some people don't have regard for sanctity. Nothing is sacred. Not the woman, not the child, not anything. He meets you, he sullies your reputation, he leaves you there, flies back to Italy. Oh, I was a tourist. How many have you seen? Some of them even brag about the thousands of women they have had sexual relations with and left infected with sexually transmitted diseases. In the moment they were convincing, them, I mean, we've seen them leak their, their WhatsApp conversations. You see, broken women, she's already broken by poverty. And now you're allowing her to live in an environment which breaks her even further. And then people will say, but the men are doing the same thing. That's precisely the point. That is why social constructs, that is why everybody needs to be responsible for themselves first. 
you as the man can get a girl pregnant. Be aware of that. That is a gender role. Be responsible for your gonads. If you can't be responsible for your gonads, what are you going to be responsible for? Be responsible for the words that you say. For the labor that you, you, you do. What are you spending your time on? What are you building? What are you putting your efforts towards? This is what people are calling toxic masculinity. This is what they say is Africans are being unwilling to embrace. This is absolute absurdity. It is tragic that these young girls are being convinced into embracing this you know, very, very seductive and extremely intoxicating fume it's blowing in from the west, you know, from the western winds. Look, I think the test of a pie is in the eating, right? The proof of a pie is in its eating. Look at what it's doing to their societies. Their societies are literally, literally destroying themselves. They are in a process of self-annihilation. They are experiencing negative growth rates. I don't even know what that means, negative growth. How is that growth? Call it what it is. They are dying. Their societies are dying because of these pollutants that they are consuming. And their response is to extend the toxic... What? How do they call those things? the toxicity to our societies and they are convincing you that these are new original enlightened ideas there's nothing original about these things we know what happened on the island of lesbos there's nothing new you're just young and naive so you're seeing money for your first time and you think now you have got some money in your hands, you are somehow invincible. No, my dear girl. We've seen spinsters dying in, 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 in castles for ages. For ages. You know what happens to them? The same thing that happens to every human being. You all wither and die. That beauty that you think is so amazing because you're 18, it fades. You see? that strong athletic body, it withers. You're not an exception. You brag about being the most technologically advanced generation. You're not technologically advanced. You've not created any technology. You're using the technology that has been created for you. Let's see what you do. Then you can brag. You can't post about being able to kick a ball. Did you know that before you could kick that ball, Rules had to be put in place. It's, it's funny sometimes, the things that we allow ourselves to be deceived by, right? Gender roles are constructed by society for the benefit of society. Different societies are, growing, are going through different stages, right? The society that calls itself black, 
or that is called black really that calls themselves Af no, they don't call themselves africans the society that is we don't call ourselves anything because we have been right so these people who live in these places that are named after our princes and princesses europa and the rest and these funny concocted places like the middle east or the land of hind right these people who live in those places have projected on us their vision of themselves and they have decided to see in us the worst they see in themselves the worst of themselves is what they have chosen to see about us we have absorbed all this negativism or negativity in every way that it has been meted on us whether it is them deciding that we don't deserve anything good or it is in them deciding that we deserve everything bad we have endured it this is the situation that we find ourselves in as a society if we have been reactionary in emphasizing certain things it is because we have we are, we are in the state where we need to preserve ourselves everybody is concerned by a world where 2 billion africans walk the face of this earth oh my god suddenly the africans are a majority we have always been the only time when our majority was contested was when you were killing us in mass for 400 years some would say longer so these things that you're calling the africans refusal to embrace homosexuality it's not the fact that we don't embrace homosexuality it's the fact that we understand the nature of humanity i mean the africans who are fucking each other in every orifice men and women it's all over the place there's nothing new i can't emphasize this enough we have never had a problem with sex and sexual expressions ever how we are africans everything these europeans think they are doing we have done many times before but we have sobered in our maturity as a society and we have come up with principles which are best enumerated by jehuti mentalism correspondence gender vibration and all the rest it would be nice to read through them contemplate them meditate upon them of course we know everything is on a spectrum including sexuality but we also know that there are those who would seek to use your understanding of fluidity against you you see militant homosexuality as some people have referred to it right to the point where they push 
for things like pedophilia. Pedophilia cannot be a socially accepted norm. Technically, anyone can have sex with anything. Technically, it is within the realm of possibility. But does that mean it should be done? Should there be no limit as to what you can put your penis into or what you can shove into your vagina or around it? Simply because it's yours, you're going to wake up and walk onto the counter and start rubbing yourself against the food court and we have nothing we can do about it. Oh, she's expressing herself. How? How do you ever think to the logical conclusion of the things that you embrace? There are limits in nature. There have to be limits in life. There have to be limits in society. So my feminist friends, my homosexual and you know pansexual, whatever you call yourselves, the alphabet people, all of you who have hijacked our struggle for survival, Right? and attempted to equate the African's struggle for human dignity to your petty little squabbles. All of you groups lumped together, whether it is the Jews or the gays or the feminists or the, how do they call themselves, anarchists and communists and all these little Easts, Zionists, and Islamists and Christianists and all these little, little groups of individual, of, of, of ideologies, all of which are only 2,000 years old. Nothing new. All of these groups which have attempted to equate their struggles or their challenges with the Africans' efforts to be recognized as human beings and be given the, the, a fair, maybe it is right, we don't deserve fairness. Maybe it's a struggle, right? But it is important, it's imperative that the African, at the very least the African, understand that every single one of these things is an idea. Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, all these are ideas. Most of them are ours. We came up with them. Our ancestors bequeathed them to us. Right? It's human rights, all those are just ideas. What is real is our nature. We are organisms with melanin in them. And it is this that everybody denigrates. They don't think we deserve to live simply because we are alive. You cannot equate that to people who think that they deserve their idea to be had. It's, it's different. The struggle for a communist to live a communist life is very different from the struggle of an African. To be an African, to be a human being, to exist. Right now we are systematically, systematically being pushed to the bottom rung of society, to the point now where they have light-skinned and dark-skinned. Right? 
it's popular now for Africans to intermarry with those people and breed these you know, supposedly more beautiful offsprings. The fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? How do you suggest I don't deserve to live? The only way I deserve to live is by being less of who I am. This is the struggle of the African, not cultural appropriation, as heinous as that may be. This is the struggle of the African, not this so-called toxic masculinity or the unwillingness of the African community in, to embrace homosexuality and sexual fluidity. We don't care about that nonsense. Of course, we are concerned that from sexual fluidity, you're going to intoxicate all our little boys and girls, well, obviously not all of them shall be affected, but you're just going to... See, this is the thing about homosexuality. It is not that people choose not to have children or people choose to have sex with people of the same sex. It is that the agendered use that as a means to encourage a depopulation agenda. They will use anything. They have used food, supposed aid. They have used medicines, vaccines. There is nothing that they have not used. They have used science, so-called scientific racism. Anything can be weaponized by these people. Anything. So all we come up and say is, my dear friends, it's good that you have, you are exercising your mental competences by expressing yourselves, you know, um, with these interesting ideas. But first of all, understand, anything can be used as a weapon against you. You talk about fluidity. That is the ultimate fluidity. Knowledge is not a... How can I put it? It's not a toy. It's a weapon. Everybody is rushing to acquire knowledge. It's not a toy. It's a weapon. In the wrong hands, it can cause a lot of harm. The classic example from the 20th century is... Uh, how do they call it? The atomic uh, knowledge of the atom of the atom. The potential of the atom. That knowledge has existed since antiquity. Some people picked it up, they opened it. When they discovered what it could do, they took it and used it on other human beings with great effect. Some people said, no, we should not use it as a weapon anymore. We shall now use it only as something for good. But it does exist. They call it deterrence, mutually assured self-destruction. We now have the capacity to destroy this planet 11 times over. Just think about that. How narcissistic should you be to think that destroying it the first time isn't enough? Just in case it doesn't get destroyed the first time, let's try it a second and an 11th time.
the so-called self-destructive species. That is what we are living with. I know I have rumbled, you know, picking ideas from here and there. I've just been watching some uh, TikToks and I went on YouTube and watched some people who respond to these TikToks and people talking about African this and African that and many Africans expressing their concern about, you know, how the blacks in other parts of the world, you know, see themselves and how they see the African and how Africans see each other and how all this, you know, funny stuff, the Europeans are doing this and the Asians are doing that and all this panic. To my Africans, I'm going to say a very simple thing, focus. That's all. Just focus. Don't pay attention to any of the noise around you. Yes, they are planning and plotting and scheming, but they have been doing that from forever. That's what they do. They are barbaric that way. Right? In the words of Amos Wilson, they call you a savage so that they can treat you savagely. They project their savageness on everyone that they encounter. By their fruits you shall know them. You see? By their fruits you shall know them. Look at the societies they have created. Look at the systems they have put in place. Their monetary system is an enslavement system. Before the monetary system that enslaves people, they had an actual racist system that physically enslaved people. Before that, the only thing they could do would, was to pillage. A fancy word for steal. Before that, the only thing they could do was to live in caves, which is where we found them. We brought them out of the caves. Right? Before that, the only thing they could do was raid, which is what they were doing to Egypt repeatedly. You see, there's a certain parasitism that is going on right now. There's a group of people who don't seem to be able to live without living off of others. And that causes a lot of sickness, as you can imagine. So the best way to heal yourself is to focus. Focus on yourself. Be about your business. I know it's difficult when you are constantly being distracted by yet another African being shot dead in the streets, yet another African being threatened with lynching, yet another African being, you know, uh, pushed off their land. But all these are done deliberately to distract you. See, when you waste time protesting with these Black Lives Matter people, you are distracted from what actually matters like the bees going extinct. We need food. Right? And they get this bunch of lesbian girls and put them there and try and convince the world that the lesbian girls have become, you know, this, this so revolutionary. They are more revolutionary than the Black Panthers or the Gaviites and all this. No. I want to see them liberate an African society then I'll be impressed. Right? Our men fought. They fought hard. They fought valiantly. 
and we got some African societies free. Many people forget that Malcolm X and Kwame Nkrumah and people like the Jaramogi uh, Odingas and the Obotes and the Okelos and the the yeah, what's this man's name? One of my favorite characters in in history, Ignatius Musazi. These men brought the liberation that we have. They built the foundation of the African societies that we have right now. Much has been done to destroy their efforts. Much has been done to destroy their work. They were assassinated, they were deposed, they were impoverished, they were bastardized, they have been lost to history. All you see now is Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther and Rosa Parks and not to say that their work was of literary you know consequence, but I mean the work is on the ground. It is not on TikTok, it's not on YouTube, it's not philosophizing in the ivory towers. It is in changing lives on the ground, one at a time. Right? So until we can all sit comfortably uh, to sip the wine that we taught the Spaniards how to grow when we took grapevines into Al-Andalus, until, until we can plant orchards again, you know, as a matter of course, let us be focused about what we need to be focused about. You see, men wearing skirts is the least of our problems right now. And I like that our humanity forces us to be um, accommodative. But it should not take us away from what it is essentially about, which is survival. Let's struggle to survive, first and foremost. I appeal to all my black brothers and sisters, children of Africa, wherever you are, living and dead, and yet to come. Always remember to stay focused on what matters, which is survival. So as you engage with all these ideas and these pseudo-ideals, just remember the ultimate objective is survival. And when you survive, you move to thriving. And when you are finally thriving, many of these things will be pointless. These are debates that will not even arise anymore. They are discussions that will fall on the, you know, on the hip, on the side of the of the road. In the trash bin of history, as someone once stated, these aren't our struggles.